ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Thursday, April 28th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up today on the program, usually when we have someone on the program, it's a coach, a player, a play-by-play announcer. Well, today qualifies in that regard as far as a play-by-play announcer. But he's someone else that does a lot of other things as well. Coming up today on the program, we're going to talk to Scott Hall. Now, he is one of the many people that help me do my job as well as I possibly can as far as covering martial athletics. He is officially the Associate Director of Marshall University Sports Information for softball. And he's coming up on a pretty big milestone, 1,000 games with Marshall softball. And he has been following the team for a long time and his various roles as a student at Marshall University, calls the games on WMUL. So if you follow softball, you know Scott's voice. You hear it all the time. Or if you go out to the game, you'll see him doing the play-by-play. So Scott's coming up on 1,000. That would have been Friday. But the game on Wednesday going to be rescheduled to next year so it'll be Saturday for game number 1000 still a huge milestone so we're going to talk to Scott here in the next few minutes and uh, he's a pretty humble guy he was reluctant to come on at first he didn't want to take anything away from Marshall softball but I think uh, it's going to be good because he can talk about his experience with Marshall softball some of the things that he's seen because he has followed Marshall softball more directly than the rest of us with the exception of the players that played and the coaches that coached Scott has been there for a lot of Marshall softball history so that's what's coming up on the program today of course we're going to get your phone calls and text in we always do that 304-396-8255 is our text line that's 304-396-TALK and our phone line this hour is 877 877- 420 talk that's 877-420-8255 our phone line this hour is brought to you by white claw hard seltzer it is made pure so we appreciate white claw for everything they do for us so we'll get to your phone calls and texts throughout this show we're getting to that point now where football is going to be something we put away for a while and that of course is going to be maybe in a week or so because now we've got the NFL draft coming up tonight. Night number one right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on our sister station as well, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So if you can't watch it tonight or if you're going to be in the car, you're going to be somewhere and you want to listen to it and you can't be in front of your TV, you've got an option. We've got you covered. Now this year's draft, while exciting, it's not going to be as exciting as it was maybe a couple of years ago for me. Joe Burrow, of course, the number one pick for the Cincinnati Bengals, and that's worked out. So the Bengals are picking 31st, and the reason being is because the Bengals got to go to the Super Bowl, earned, earned a spot. If the Bengals would have won, the Bengals would have had the last pick in the first round, and I would have been okay with that. But the next to last pick, I'm good. Off-season, free agency, 
the Bengals have been working, trying to improve that offensive line. Now you got to go out and make some changes on the defensive side, and you're going to probably have to do that through you know, free agency. You're going to have people invited to camp after the draft is over. Maybe you can find what you're looking for, get some value picks in the later rounds. I don't know if you take the best available player. Do you go after a center? What do you do if you're the Cincinnati Bengals? And no one really has a, a finger on this is the odds-on number one pick in the NFL draft. We don't know. We don't know what the teams are going to do because th- I think that's maybe either there's not that one player that stands above everyone else or it's so diverse and there are so many ways you can go. So that's the interesting thing for me. However, the Bengals are picking late tonight. How late? I don't know. Am I sticking around for this? I'll be listening on the radio. This is probably the one night where I'm going to just keep it on the radio, listen in, I'll follow along, and the great thing is it can be background noise for me. I can do some other things. I can keep an eye on other things. So I'm going to multitask tonight because I'm just not that excited. Yeah, it's the NFL draft. It's a three-day party now. I'm not that excited because, again, the Bengals are picking later. And now that's exciting, but I'm not sitting there. I don't think they're going to trade up. I don't I don't see any movement there. So I'm just going to casually watch it tonight. It's not the number one thing of interest for me. What is the number one thing of interest for me? I don't know. Because we're getting close to the start of the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup. Now, tonight, there are several games going on. I mean, there are several options for games here. Yesterday, it was kind of sparse. You had only five games. There were some interesting games here. Yeah, more importantly, the, the games out west were more important. Yeah, settling the final playoff spot. Playoffs are set. We're just waiting for a couple of things to fall into place to find out you know, what some of the matchups are going to be uh, in the 2-3 uh, games. But with that said, you've got the NBA, you've got the NHL. The NHL teams are resting players. Yesterday, I locked in. Hey, I'm going to get to watch the Rangers and the Canadians. I'm a Rangers fan. I'm looking forward to it. It's an original six matchup. I'm excited. I'm going to watch this game. And then I tune into the broadcast. Yeah, the Rangers are going to rest almost all the teams. So it was basically, I don't want to say the scrubs. you you got to be pretty talented to play in the NHL. But you know, here we are with a lot of the guys that are in the developmental phase of their career. And I'm I'm not interested in that. So at least we got the NBA tonight. There's going to be a, a, at least a, a different feel to it. 76ers and Raptors coming up tonight. Philadelphia leads that series three games to two. So this could be an elimination game tonight for 76ers to take out the Raptors. Suns and Pelicans. This is also a game six coming up tonight. Phoenix leads this series three games to two. And then the Mavericks taking on the Jazz tonight. Dallas leads the series three games to two. So the Jazz could be eliminated tonight. We could see the Pelicans eliminated tonight. And we could see the Raptors eliminated tonight. All of that's coming up. At least that's going to have a little bit more of an exciting feel for 
I'm gonna watch. I'm probably gonna watch a little bit of that. You got the doubleheader on TNT with the Suns and the Pelicans and the Mavericks and the Jazz, and, and that's probably gonna be more entertaining. Hockey, not so much for me. The NFL draft again. I'll tune in, maybe get the first pick. I'm gonna be listening to it tonight. I encourage you to do that as well if that's an option for you. You want to pay attention. You want to follow along. You've got the feed right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You know, I'll tune in with the Bengals pick. I mean, really, I'm just going to tune in with the Bengals pick. Or here's the thing. I might just set my phone. I hate to say that. I might just set the phone. Okay, go off when the Bengals pick. Right there, the Apple Fire, the pick. Okay, I look down. I do what everyone else does these days. I look down at my screen. Okay, I see my notification. Great. I know what I need to know. I move on. I love the draft, but am I going to sit and wait through? Yeah, I guess that's that's what you do when you uh, you go to the Super Bowl. You have to sit and wait. I don't know if I'm doing that tonight. I'll tell you what we are going to do. When we continue, we're going to talk to Scott Hall. Again, Scott is part of the Sports Information Department at Marshall University. He covers a lot of sports for us. He takes care of us, including softball. His 1,000th game is coming up. 1,000 games with Marshall Softball. That's a pretty big milestone. He joins me on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Thundering Herd back in action for Senior Weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against UTEP. So it'll be an exciting time for the Marshall softball team at Dot Hicks Field. And joining us now on the program, someone who has seen a lot of softball. He has been involved with, once we get to, if I've done the math right, Saturday, 1,000 games with Herd softball. Marshall University Sports Information Director Scott Hall is with me, and I appreciate you doing this today because – a thousand games is a great milestone. I mean, it's huge. It means you've been there a long time, you've seen it all, you've done it all, the longevity, and I think a lot of softball fans uh, really appreciate you because, yeah, you are the voice of Marshall softball when it comes to the broadcast on the radio. So, uh, congratulations, first of all. I, I appreciate that, Paul. Thanks a lot. I, I know you were kind of thinking about, oh, I really don't know if I want to do this. I don't want to take the spotlight off softball, but I think you probably more than anyone has the ability to tell the unique story of Marshall softball. You've been there for a lot of milestones, and you know there are several milestones coming up. This has been a fun team to watch this year. I know they really are. Um, you know, the fact that I was able to witness all 58 of Rachel Fulton's home runs, now I've been able to watch all 57 of Maya Stevenson's home runs with a chance to obviously surpass that and potentially even this weekend. I mean, you know, that's big time. I mean, Fulton was a four-time All-American. She's a Hall of Famer here, and and Maya's been bombing them out of the park at a much faster rate than Fulton did. And So, I mean, it's it's... It's been incredible to watch. Sydney Nestor's been unbelievable. Some of the records that she's been breaking, she's been making me dig deep into the record book to try and find out, okay, who was the fastest to do this, who was the fastest to reach this. And, uh, you know, Allie Harrell, all the free passes that she keeps getting, whether it's walks or hit by pitches, she might own both of those career records by the time she's done. And I did. They're, they're, they are a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to be around. 
is it is that part of the reason why you you've stayed with the Marshall family for so long? I know it's now commonplace for people to try to to move along, move up and down the you know, the coastline or wherever they want to go. You've stayed with Marshall for a long time, and I mean that's a testament to the longevity of you know, being at one place, which has allowed you to see so much. I mean, is softball really a big reason because it feels like family for you? I'm sure. I, it really is. I mean. When I first started with the team way, way back, which feels like forever ago now, in the fall of 2003, um, I, I just I needed a change of scenery. I needed to try something different, and Coach Stanton welcomed me in. The team, they welcomed me in right away, too. I mean, they could have been looking at me going, all right, who's this guy? Why does he want to be around here? But they all welcomed me in, made me feel like I had already been a part of it, even though I was just now actually joining the team. I mean, I've been around broadcasting games before, but, you know, actually now being on the team. And then after all these years, you know, through a couple of coaching changes, and then when Megan got here, I mean, yeah, I was already a part of the program, but she welcomed me into her program as well. And and that was huge. That was big because a lot of times I've seen it from other people, you know, when new coaches come around, even as an SID, sometimes they're kind of starting to be on their way out. But, you know, I, Megan welcomed me right in as well. And, I, again, I don't know how many times I can say it really. I just, they are so much fun to be around as a group. Um, watching the games, although I'm surprised I don't have a head full of gray hairs now for all of the, all the tight games I've watched over the years. But um, it's, it's been a pretty memorable ride. Now, you've been around for – a thousand games. If everything goes as planned, that'll be Saturday. It would have been tomorrow yep. if the Wednesday game would have been played. So Saturday is going to be a big day for you. I know you. You're not going to want to make it a big day. It's going to be about the team. Yeah. And it's also senior weekend, so you know there are a lot of things going on. But you've seen so much of this, and you've broadcast so much of this as well. I know you haven't done a thousand softball games, but you've done a lot. What has been probably the, the biggest thrill for you over the years? I mean, we can talk about the home run race here. We can talk about so many players, but I'm sure you've got some favorite memories of all the years you've been calling games as well, because that's unheard of at some places. That softball gets such media coverage, and Marshall's so fortunate to have someone like you who can do these games, a place to do these games. And you know, I don't know if you know this, but the coaches love you. I'm sure you know this, but you know when you know talking to uh, Shonda years ago and talking to Megan, you know always has something nice to say about you. So that they are definitely you know, love what you do and love having you around. Well, I, well, I'm glad. Um, <laughs> um, well, I mean, as far as a favorite memory, definitely one that I was also able to broadcast too. Really, was the 2013 conference championship win. Um. I had been there to broadcast the uh, MAC championship loss in 05, the CUSA championship loss in 06, the CUSA championship loss in 2012, and I'm starting to think, am I finally going to get to call a win? Um, 2013 it happened, and I that was um, that that was pretty spectacular. That was a really special moment. And then, of course, getting to call games at regionals, whether it's 2013 or 2017. Um, and even in 2019, even when we lost the conference championship game to Louisiana Tech, but that was Megan's first season, getting to see this team bounce back 
and really perform well and getting to see somebody like Abigail Tolbert have such a fantastic season you know I Maya showed us what she was about to be all about over her career with 20 home runs that year I mean there are definitely a lot of memories a lot of comeback games um you know so much I feel like I could probably be sitting here forever going over stories um but I well to steal a line from Bob Seeger those are the memories that make me a wealthy soul Scott Hall joins us uh, for those of you who follow softball you know his name for those of you who don't he is uh, one of the sports information directors at Marshall he covers softball among his duties soccer as well volleyball golf basketball he's there for almost everything and he is going to be reaching a milestone of a thousand games with Marshall softball coming up on Saturday. And he's also broadcast so many of the games. So you've seen this program for a long period of time. What is it about this program that has remained the same? I know there have been changes, but it feels like softball is one of the more consistent programs at Marshall university. And that's even with coaching changes. What is it about this program that just year in and year out, they're always fun to watch. They're always consistent. You know that if you come out to see a softball game, you're going to get a great time at the ballpark. What is it about this program that you've seen that maybe makes this program more special? Great leaders. Um, whether it was Sean, to, whether it was Sean to Stanton for all those years that I was there, and I'd even head coach Louis Burnt before that, and now you know Megan Smith Lyon. I it's it's really just been great leaders, great leaders at the top because then that turns into great leaders for your players that then that trickles down to the underclassmen as then they come up turn into great leaders um having fun out on the field has always been just one of the staples as well you know it's ultimately yes they are playing a game but you know go out have fun and you know the crowds at dot hicks field have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger over the years that makes it even more fun because now you know, as players reach these milestones, you know, now you have more people even cheering them on and just loving it. And I, I just really, to me, I just think it's leadership at the top. Scott Hall's my guest. He's going to reach 1,000 games with Marshall Softball on Saturday. It's going to be at Dot Hicks Field. Hopefully the weather's going to hold so we can get to that. Uh, this should be a yeah. fun one. Marshall has um, dominated this series for the most part, but it's senior weekend. It's UTEP. What are you uh, What are you excited for this weekend for this series? Except uh, the fact that you're you're getting to a thousand games. Except for the fact <laughs> that yeah, you can see some home run records uh, broken here. But there's so much more about Marshall softball than and just those milestones alone. Uh, you know, what are you looking forward to with these seniors this weekend? Well, hopefully, getting these five seniors to be able to go out on top. And, you know, in their in their last few games at home. Um, to bounce back from what was a rough, what, it was a rough weekend uh, last weekend at WKU against a very good Hilltopper squad. Um, but get a bounce back. They still have a little bit left to the regular season. You know, get on a roll and just really fight for the time that they have left out there. And we have five excellent fifth-year seniors that are going to be honored on Saturday, and Armani Brown. Sage Pye, Allie Harrell, Katie Adams, Madison Whitaker. I mean, they're all playing major roles. 
they've just been spectacular for the green and white. And I just, I just really hope that they get a chance to really go out on top in front of the home crowd. Friday, 1 p.m., Saturday, 1 p.m., and then Sunday at noon, of course, for interested parties. If you can't get there, uh, it's going to be broadcast on the student station, 88.1 WMUL, and that's also online, and you'll have the call of all that. How hard is that for you? You get to do everything that's fun, get to call the game and, and all of that, but then you got to keep the stats, you got to keep the records, you got to do all the SID work as well. Uh, I mean, it's got to be a labor of love, but that's not an easy job you signed up for. No, well, I don't. I don't always do all the home games either. Um, you know, we have a really good crew at WMUL. They're usually there for most of the home games. Every once in a while, I do have to jump in, and I will actually get to jump in on Saturday um, because of graduation and things like that. So I will actually get to broadcast my one thousandth game um, again if if the weather holds off. So that ought to be that ought to be a lot of fun. But it. I, I guess it's just a lot of practice, uh, multitasking over the years with um, yeah, scoring, also keeping the scoreboard as well, um, writing everything in my notebook because I, I put everything in my notebook. I write down every pitch so I know everything that happens. Um, but then, yeah, too, also getting the chance to broadcast the games. That, that one is the most fun part. Obviously, I love, love being able to broadcast the games, love being able to hear from the fans that, that they love tuning in and everything and that they enjoy it. And, and even when I've done games, especially in the early season with the, um, with the uh, neutral tournaments, stuff like that, when I get to put those on Facebook Live, actually having fans from the other teams, you know, commenting and saying, thank you so much for doing this, um, when we were down at Coastal Carolina this year, actually some South Carolina fans were jumping on there and saying that they wished that I was going to be doing their next game against Fordham. Um, so that was that was a huge compliment. And you know, I just like I said, I I love being able to broadcast the games and telling the story of the teams on the field. Yeah, it's it's gotten so much better too. It was so difficult years ago to even attempt to do these games uh, in the way that they're done now. And you have Facebook Live, you have. You know, an outstanding production crew and Herd Vision is uh, out doing mm-hmm. games. And, of course, you know, WMUL has been there forever. You know, we both are alum of WMUL. So, you know, these yep. are some of the great things that we get to do over the years. Uh, and yeah, I don't know of too many universities that have this available to them. And you've seen it all. You've gone to other places where there's been nothing. You're, you're probably the only broadcaster there in any capacity. Yeah, I, that has happened, um, especially even in schools that have had good journalism programs. That that one's kind of that one's kind of shocked me that they're that they don't have students there broadcasting the games, even if it's students doing the live stream. You know, because now everything's trying to go video. So even if it's not students doing that, students doing radio. It's um, so yeah. I we've you know as as you said, Paul, we've both been very fortunate in what WMUL provided. Um, for us coming up, and and I'm lucky that I still get the opportunity to do this. You know, when we go on the road, that WMEL says, "Yes, can you still do these?" And you know, absolutely, yes, I'll definitely keep broadcasting the games because that's what I love doing. Scott Hall is with me. He will actually have the call of the game on Saturday. Let's hope the weather holds. 1,000 games with herd softball. Uh, any other milestones coming up? Because you know, you've you've covered a lot of sports. Softball affords you the opportunity to see more games, but any other milestones coming up that we should start uh, keeping an eye on? Uh, 
I know volleyball, you know, basketball, you know, not probably up to a thousand, but getting pretty close up there, I'm sure. Uh, not that I know of. Um, I hope my I hope my other teams haven't been insulted by the fact that I have that I haven't been counting those up <laughs> quite as much. Um, but yeah, when you when when you spend 19 years with one program, I mean, this is my 19th season. Um, as as a stat person, you kind of start to wonder, yeah, I, how many how many games have I been around for? Um, so yeah, I I I would definitely say a fair amount, especially when you if you combine all of my other sports as far as games that I have covered, whether it's been home or road, and uh, I I have had the pleasure to work with some great coaches. Whether it's Ari Agnes with volleyball, Chris Grassy with men's soccer, Tony Kemper women's basketball, and then of course Brooke Burkhammer with women's golf and Matt Grobe with men's golf, and I, I've I've been very fortunate, you know, to be able to work with some just fantastic head coaches over the years. Well, Scott, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it, and I just uh, I can't wait for uh, everyone to hopefully tune in and hear you call the games this weekend, and hopefully on your day. Your day, you get a record broken. I hope on your broadcast <laughs> that you get the record broken, so you have that call. I if if I if I'm being a little selfish, I do hope that it happens on Saturday. She she can tie it tomorrow and then break it Saturday, or if she wants to, she can just have a couple of bombs on Saturday. That that would be great as well. Um, I Maya has been an absolute joy to be around, and her personality. She even reminds me so much of Folden. The Folden was a great joy to be around for those four years, and Maya is too. It's just such great people. You know, you could do, and I don't think anyone would argue. You could just step in when she's at bat. <laughs> well, I um, I can't remember who's doing the game on Friday. I think it might be Andrew Rogers. I'm not sure. I don't want to steal it from him. Um, so if if, it, if she breaks the record on Friday, then she breaks the record on Friday. So You're going to be there no matter what. Thanks for doing it. I appreciate yeah. it. Congratulations. I mean, that's a huge milestone. It should be applauded because yeah, that means you've, um, you've meant a lot to a lot of people for so long that you've been able to stay around, be with the program, and to bring coverage to a sport that, quite honestly – probably deserves more coverage than we're giving it now, and hopefully we can do a better job next year and the following year and the following year. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. Scott Hall joining us. Uh, congratulations to him. 1,000 games. That's coming up on Saturday. Let's hope the weather's great tomorrow, and then we get a beautiful day on Saturday for the game. Of course, you can listen to the game on the student radio station, 88.1 WMUL. They stream the games at marshall.edu slash WMUL. And, of course, you can go out support the girls and be there. Take your pocket radio with you as well. So you've got some options. We will get your phone calls in and your text. The phone line is 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our text line, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. More coming up with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our phone line is open this hour. Brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. 
The text line always open, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Welcome back to the Thursday, April 28th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I know we got softball coming up this weekend, but we also have baseball coming up as well. Baseball will take the mound on Friday at 3 p.m. Saturday is going to be a 1 p.m. affair. And then Sunday, it's going to be 1 p.m. as well. And this will be out at the Kennedy Center. Thundering Herd right now looking pretty solid. 19-21-1. They're 8-10 in Conference USA. Looking for hopefully another sweep. I would take that. So it's a three-game series against the Charlotte 49ers. Also, just to give you a heads up of what is going to be happening at the Kennedy Center, it's Cancer Awareness Weekend for Marshall Baseball, so the players and staff are going to wear hats with a ribbon representing the type of cancer that has impacted their lives. Thundering Herd coming off a three-game sweep of the Hilltoppers against I thought was a pretty good baseball team, actually, but the Herd gets the win in Bowling Green, of all places. So, Thundering Herd looking a little stronger. This is a team that looks like it's gearing up here for the Conference USA Tournament. You get a sweep over the Hilltoppers, that's pretty good. I I like that. Especially with this being the last year in Conference USA. Take out a team like Western Kentucky. Again, your, your rival, your rival game. Marshall and Western Kentucky, the rivalry. Did you see the air quotes? You didn't probably. The rivalry game here between these two. Uh, I'm excited, though. I'm excited for what the future of Marshall baseball holds because you're going into as good, if not a better, baseball conference. And I think that's going to motivate some and the ability to make this ballpark happen. That's going to motivate. You have new people coming in that are – trying to make this thing happen, trying to make sure that this ballpark is built and built well, built correctly, and that it can get done so you can get it and go. I mean, I would love to see all the amenities you possibly can throw at this thing, but you got to make it you got to make it to last, you got to make it nice, you got to make it fit. You got to make it. You got to put it together. So hopefully get this thing done because again, I would uh, I would hate to have to point out that there was a campaign promise made by a mayor that's currently in office that this ballpark would be built before his term as mayor was up. I would hate to have to point that out because that means we will have been waiting for 12 years if that expires since that promise was made. If, if that comes to if that deadline is met, that means we've been sitting on this thing for 12 years since that promise. So I think everyone involved from new athletic director, Christian Spears, to city administration, to baseball, to everyone involved, board of governors, I'm pretty sure that this has got to be priority number one as you go into a new conference, another new conference. You're not playing the games at Charleston anymore. You're not playing at Appalachian Power Park. You're playing right now at the Kennedy Center. You're going to have to play somewhere nice soon because I would hate to think that Marshall goes into a new situation 
and once again at a serious disadvantage as far as facilities, which means you're at disadvantage for recruiting and everything else that goes as far as I'm concerned with it. Baseball coming up this weekend, so if uh, you've got an opportunity, go support the baseball team. Go support softball as well. So you've got a couple of things you can head out to do. All right, we're going to take our next break, come back. Let's get your text in. Let's do that. I'm opening it up now. I want to get you in here. So you can text the program at any time, 304-396-8255. That's 304-396-TALK. Text line is open now. Let's get some of your thoughts and comments in. Also, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. On Twitter, again, at Paul Swan. More coming up with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. It's our final segment of this edition of The Drive. Paul Swan, your host on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We had Pirates baseball for you earlier this afternoon. It came down to the ninth, but the Brewers get the win over the Pirates. Three games to two to take the series. Earlier today as well, Padres beat the Reds 7-5. to It was the Yankees beating the Orioles 10-5. Phillies beat the Rockies 7-1. Marlins beat the Nationals 3-2. Rounding this thing up here. We had a lot of games today. Twins beat the Tigers 7-1. Rays beat the Mariners 2-1. Astros got the Rangers 3-2. And then the Royals beat the White Sox 5-2. So we had a lot of games. Got a couple games coming up tonight. Cubs are taking on the Braves tonight at 7-20. Diamondbacks are taking on the Cardinals. And then there are a couple of games going on right now. The Red Sox and the Blue Jays, middle of the eighth, one nothing in favor of the Blue Jays. And then the bottom of the fifth, the Angels are beating the Guardians. It's still going to be hard for me to say. The Guardians, 3-2-1. I know the Pirates, they're not terrible. They're not terrible right now. They, Milwaukee's just better. Pirates are 8-11. So, you know, not exactly 500, but not that far off the mark. The Reds, on the other hand, oh, they're terrible. 3-16. How do you remain a Reds fan? I mean, that's some serious loyalty here. If you are a Reds fan, how do you remain a Reds fan? Do you just, like, call it off and say, we'll see you next year? What do you do? You want to support your team, right? You want to be... Where else are you going to go? You're going to be here to support your team, right? It's just terrible right now. Once great franchise. Once a great team. I I grew up a Reds fan. I grew up. That was one of the few things that you could talk to anybody about. Yeah, you know, you see the game. Back when people actually watched baseball in larger numbers. So 7-5 today. Ouch, that, um, that's not good. So the Padres uh, finish the sweep of the Reds. And Milwaukee gets the sweep of the Pirates. Hey, the good news for the Pirates, I think they're going to win some games. 
they're going to win a few more games than, uh, well, they're not going to play the Brewers anytime soon. So that's that's good there. That's one thing that's a positive. So the Pirates are going to be back in action tomorrow, taking on the Padres. That will be a 635 first pitch. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, coming up tonight, we've got the NFL Draft. You can listen to that on our sister station as well, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. I don't even know where to begin. Once we get to the 31st pick in the draft, once we get there, now I'll probably be awake. I'm not one of these people that go to bed at, at 9 or 10. You might be. And you're going to find out tomorrow, what the, what did the Bengals do? We're, we're going to find out together. And, of course, if you can't watch it, we've got you covered right here. Or, you know, you keep it on in the background. I don't know. This is one of those times where I don't know if I'm sticking around the entire time just to catch. I might just tune in for the Bengals. It's getting close to that time. So let, All right, let's go. Let's see what they do. Don't mess this up. They've been pretty solid so far these last few years with the draft. I'm feeling a lot better about the Bengals in the draft. and I'm not really seeing anything that looks like a misstep here these last few years with them. I'm feeling good about this. This team just made it to the Super Bowl. Now, it's going to be hard to make it back to the Super Bowl, but this could be the team that does it. you got a lot more protection now up front for Joe Burrow. Do you go round one? Do you take even more protection for Burrow? Do you take best available player? I mean, you could probably find someone on the defensive side in round two, three, four, five, six, and seven. You know, try to augment what you're doing there. I would make sure the franchise is healthy and protected. You still got to stop people, but I would make sure the franchise is protected. I would, I would have a security detail on him at all times. He would be treated like the president. There would be a Bengal secret service surrounding him if I was running this thing at all times. It might get a little little evasive here. I don't want to get into his private life, but yeah, I would have people outside his house. There would be security sweeps. I would He would drive nowhere. I would drive him everywhere. He might not like it, but that's, oh, sorry. Look, nope, we're keeping you safe. Everywhere he goes. If he wants to go out to eat, I'd call ahead and, you know, have a security sweep at the restaurant. If he wants to go to a game, okay, that's fine. You want to go to a baseball game? Well, okay, there's hardly anybody at the Reds game anyway, so don't worry about that. Security should be fine. If you want to go to, uh, say, an FC Cincinnati game, or I'm sorry, is is it FC Cincinnati? Is it Cincinnati FC? Do I care? Cincinnati is a soccer team. If he wants to go to that. I would sweep the stadium. That's how much I would keep this guy. I would, and I would make sure that the people surrounding him understand, look, your job is to make sure that our guy stays upright. You got to do all the other things you're supposed to do, but you also make sure that our guy has a clean jersey at the end of the game. Unless he has slid himself, he has a clean jersey. Do you understand that? That, that's, that would be a contract clause. Draft coming up tonight. Catch it right here at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I know, that's a little absurd. You can't just actually. I mean, you could have private security, but 
I would, I'm not saying I would invade his privacy, but I have a good idea of what he's doing. Just keep, keep him healthy, keep, keep him safe. Then again, if he's rolling in Cincinnati, I think he's a, I think he's a protected man. I don't think anybody's letting anything happen to him. If you see Joe Burrow just walking down the street, you're going to keep an eye on him, making sure, like, okay, make sure Mr. Burrow gets where he needs to go, and nobody bothers Mr. Burrow because he has done miraculous things for the Cincinnati Bengals, the franchise, and the city, and he just gets it. I mean, the guy just gets it. You you feel like he's excited to be the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not saying Andy Dalton wasn't excited to be the guy. Andy does does a lot of things that are great charitable, you know. But hey, at least he's not like Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer is like it feels like he hates he hates himself and he hates Cincinnati. That's gonna do it for this edition. Draft coming up tonight, seven o'clock, right here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. Thanks for tuning in here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.